Welcome back to Community Focus, where it's all about what matters locally to you. I'm Noah Dingley, right here on these very same Salem Network stations. Did a replay last week and got you some basic information, if you forgot about it, from one of my favorite organizations to talk to, Ecolife Conservation. And we don't have Kate in this week, we don't have Bill, but we got a a great person that I've been talking to a little bit off the air. He's been with Ecolife for about a year now, and this guy knows a lot. And I'm really excited to talk about, give you a refresher about Ecolife, and get into some more of the specifics that has to do with aquaponics, but I just find fascinating. So we have Martin Nowinski, and he's one of the technicians for aquaponics down there at Ecolife. Martin, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Noah. Well, let's start off. Uh, you were a San Diego native. I'm not too off, far off from you. I'm from L.A. And uh, just recently, you actually have just got this, you called it obsession, with uh, aquaponics. You used to be uh, in a kind of like a different line of work, but uh, this thing has just got you just fired up. And throughout your career, you have helped design, build, maintain, and uh, just upkeep these systems and their backyard commercial systems, and do you want to have the cutting edge of aquaponics just go forward full steam? And I really find that there's just not enough knowledge about this, which is why I like having you guys on the show and kind of um, hyping up aquaponics as much as possible. So what got you started? Uh, You told me you were in a rock band. I find that fascinating. I love that. Uh, But what got you in the direction of wanting to work with aquaponics and some of the stuff that you guys deal with at Ecolife? So I, I uh, heard about the idea and became really enthralled with it because of the sustainable aspect of it. Yeah. I like that it's a, a closed-loop system. Mm-hmm. Um, with aquaponics, you can grow plants up to 25% faster. You use 10% of the water. Um, it doesn't take very... You, you need electricity, but it's not very much. Um, it's usually enough to where you can run it off a couple solar panels. Um, and you're growing fish and plants and bacteria in the same system. And it's just really interesting. There's a lot of variables. It never gets boring. I'm always doing something new, and uh, it's a really exciting learning tool. And sounds like it really makes things a, a lot more efficient too. Very efficient. Um, I, I've grown things in soil before, um, but I've I've never been. I was never good at growing plants until aquaponics because I I I'm able to control things a little more closely than with soil. Yeah. Um, and I know I know what my pH is. I know more what my nutrient makeup is and uh, like you and i were talking about off the air it, it, something when you're dealing with growing things can be very simple or it can be super complex it depends how deep you want to go definitely um there's i mean there's i don't want to say infinite variables but but almost uh yeah, yeah. within these systems um and, and with and with gardening as well i mean it's it's a it's an art and a science combined um and it it takes a lot, you know, to to uh, get started, but it also doesn't. You know, you mm-hmm. can you can put a plant in and and kind of get it going enough to to satisfy your your hunger to grow something. It's great. Unless you're my dad, don't give him a bonsai tree. He'll he'll kill that within two days. <laughs> I've killed many of those. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, let's uh, 
get started, I think, give people a refresher on exactly what aquaponics is. As I said at the beginning of the show, when we were doing introductions, it's not really as well known as I think it should be. And you guys are putting some of these programs in schools, which I think is amazing, and teaching kids through kind of a hands-on experience. So what's aquaponics, Martin? So aquaponics is a combination of two things. It is aquaculture, which is the raising of a marine animal, okay. water, mm-hmm. uh, typically fish. And then it's hydroponics, which is growing plants without soil. And it's combining the two. So in an aquaponics system, it's a, it's a closed loop system where fish make waste and that waste is processed by bacteria mm-hmm. and converted to a form that plants can take, can uptake. And the plants take up the nutrients and clean the water for the fish and that water goes back to the fish tank, and and then the whole cycle continues. Um, so, so with aquaponics, you don't need to do water changes like you do with having a fish tank, mm-hmm. um, and you also don't need to flush out nutrients like you do with with aqua, uh, sorry hydroponics. So, aquaponics uses only ten percent of the water of regular soil growing, and it also can grow plants up to 25% faster because wow. plants have access to the, the plant roots are sitting in water, um, which they're able to do because the water is oxygenated. Mm-hmm. So the plants are breathing through their roots. They also have access to all the nutrients that they want all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, normally with soil, uh, plants are usually taking up nutrients when they're watered is usually when, so when it's available. So when it's available um, with aquaponics, because it's always available uh, through the water. Always getting fed. Always getting fed. They're usually fighting more for sun and space rather than water and nutrients. If you have, uh, say, like a, a garden bed, uh, say so you have a, you know, you have a garden bed, right? Yeah. You, ha- you have to keep plants uh, a certain space apart because otherwise they're going to use up all of the nutrients and start fighting for them. Yep. You're going to start to see deficiencies that way. Uh, with aquaponics, you can plant you can put plants very close together because the amount of nutrients is dependent on how much you're feeding the fish. And also if you're adding anything else uh, to your water. So, so your plants can be, you can grow big plants right next to each other. Um, so I, for instance, I have a, at my house, I have a small, small grow bed, right? It's, uh, maybe three and a half feet by three and a half feet. Mm -hmm. I put about 20 cucumber plants in there. That's a lot of cucumber <laughs> this summer and just had vines growing everywhere. Yeah. That's something you couldn't really do uh, in that amount of space with, uh, with the soil gardening. With soil. Yeah, you yeah. just, you, you wouldn't be able to maintain your nutrient level, especially something hungry. Um, you know, something, a, a fruiting vegetable like cucumbers, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you, you save space, you save water, your plants grow faster, uh, there's not a lot of downside to aquaponics. It's uh, it's really exciting. Can you think of one? I can think of many, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's not a lot uh, compared to so so basically compared so, to the pros. Com- compared to uh, yeah, compared to other other styles of gardening. Um, I mean, some are that the learning curve is a little, is more steep, right? Because you have you're kind of balancing the the fish, the bacteria, and the plants. You have to balance the needs of all of those together. Okay. Um, and the other, it, so basically the learning curve, I think the, the complexity, That's the main one. um, you know, uh, you can, you could definitely, uh, you know, have system failures and stuff, but, uh, 
but in general, uh, you can kind of learn as you go. And, and the amount of support online is incredible. Uh, there's all these Facebook groups now where people just throw up, uh, there's, Hey, I'm having a problem with this. And then everyone will just come in and you'll have 30 answers. So there is a growth in so. knowledge. Uh, maybe it's not as out there as we want it to be in aquaponics and people are, I'm going to say for lack of a better term, just starting to kind of catch on to this. Yeah, I, it's 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 an old technology. Um, you know, people have been throwing fish into rice patties, uh, and and uh, had f- kind of floating gardens for uh, for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. But the uh, uh, kind of taking the hydroponic uh, system elements and mm-hmm. you know doing this type of thing and you know inside or in a backyard. Um, this is definitely. It's definitely having a uh, a renaissance, and the with the internet, the amount of information on it is uh, is spreading quickly. Yeah, you and I were talking about that off the air too. You can, you know, not have really any experience in whether it's aquaponics or other sciences, and if you have a hey, just a little bit of a spark that you're interested in, it you can just dive as deep as you want and get a wealth of knowledge and educate yourself even without going to school, and then even go to school beyond that and learn even more. Yeah, and. It, you, you take elements from school, um, you know, and you can you can work with aquaponics on a very shallow level mm-hmm. if you want. Um, part of EcoLife's goal is to educate the next generation of farmers because right now you have a, a very very I, I think it's two percent of something uh, uh-huh. of the population are growing the food for the rest of us. Wow, um, you know the population is expanding. Um, we're going to have 9 billion people by 2050. The of amount of food we need is is set to double. Wow. But, the, but the other issue is that, you know, we're really good at growing uh, monocultures and we're really good at growing a lot of corn um, and using fossil fuels and uh, and fertilizers and just, you know, we grow food that way. But the, the thing is, people need better food, you know? It's true. So, so the demand for fresh produce is, is growing and... Uh, you know, you have climate change, you have things that are going to affect traditional agriculture, not to mention that it's one of the most destructive things on the planet, really. Yeah. It's the way we grow food. It's true. So, so Ecolife is focused on finding, on basically improving sustainable agriculture and teaching the next generation uh, ways to do that. So, so one of the ways we're doing that is we have a thing called the EcoCycle, which is, uh, it's a, it's a system that it's an aquaponics system that fits on top of a 20 gallon fish tank. Okay. Um, and it's kind of a plug and play system. You basically, uh, you start off with a couple of goldfish uh-huh. and, uh, you, it's really easy to plant your plants and we have videos online that show you how to do all this. And we have a curriculum that kind of comes along with it and it, and it just guides you through. So if you want to, if you're interested in aquaponics and, uh, you want to start out, um, without studying forever, you can kind of jump right in, get your... It's right there on the EcoLife website. It's on ecolifeconservation.org. Excellent. Um, and you and you can get it on Amazon as well. Okay. Um, so this kit, uh, we, we just re- redesigned this kit. We got more of a sleek look to it, and we replaced the... Uh, we had these uh, T... They're called T5 lights, um, and we've replaced those with LEDs, so it uses less energy. Excellent. A um, little more efficient. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so... 
so we redid that. So you, you can look at that. But that's a if there's any teachers listening, uh, we have a grant program where teachers can go on our website, apply for this grant, and they can get this system in classrooms. Nice. So um, we've we've put uh, EcoCycles in over 600 classrooms um, across the across the nation. Now, do you guys do that more, Martin? By the way, if you just joined us here on Community Focus, Martin Nowinski from EcoLife, one of the technicians with the aquaponics program there, and he's here talking about all things aquaponics and this is just a great refresher get into a little bit more specifics as well the other thing that you do is you do the aquaponics systems there in the schools as well do you do more of those or more of the eco cycles um, I I'm more of the uh, the tech guy for the eco cycles when okay. we have uh, you know if someone calls up with a problem uh, we can't figure it out I usually get the phone call and, and end up talking <laughs> to them out. for a half hour yeah um, and working them through it um, but that that program is uh, run by uh, Kate and Connor, mm-hmm. and uh, they got it pretty dialed in for the most part. Um, my main focus is I build, I, I uh, work with kids, and, and we design and build systems that are more backyard style, a little bit bigger. Gotcha. Uh, in in schools, and we use that. Uh, we do that in middle and high schools. Um, and that's that's been a great learning tool. Kids get really engaged. Um, and excited about the idea, uh, we we kind of have this curriculum where we uh, they go through they they do their own research about aquaponics okay. uh, using the internet. So we ask them questions and kind of guide them and work with them um, on you know kind of point them in the direction of how to research. And then I think it's a great uh, experience that's you know closely re- related to the world real world. You oh, need it to, really uh, is. You have a question, you need to answer it. And yeah. you guys just did one of those at uh, I believe uh, High Tech High, and you guys got another one that you're either in process with or doing one at uh, Helix High. Yeah, so the one at High Tech High uh, was really cool. We kind of did that at the beginning of summer, and now the uh, kids are coming back, so we'll be uh, uh, kind of getting that back in gear and yeah. getting the system up and and uh, speeding ahead. Then uh, the one at Helix is, uh, which is my old high school, is is really interesting. Um, we got a grant, um, a co-grant with San Diego Canyonlands. They're okay. a habitat restoration company, and um, this is through uh, Prop One. So, so they're doing. Uh, habitat restoration along the San Diego River okay. uh, bed because it's been taken over by um, by f- um, invasive species. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and um, so they're they're taking out the invasive species and they're replacing them with native plants. So the this program is we've built we're building an aquaponics greenhouse at Helix High. Okay, um, very cool system, and and the kids are gonna test. Uh, growing native plants in aquaponics. So the idea is that we're growing it with aquaponics, so it's going to only use 10% of the water. Uh, but also, we're hoping to see the 25% more growth with these plants, so yeah. we can kind of get them jump-started. Uh, then we're going to take these these plants and transplant them to soil, get them acclimated to that, uh-huh. and then eventually they're going to go to be planted near the river. That's a cool uh, program. As part of the habitat restoration. So yeah, it's, Very nice. it's super exciting. Noah Dingley right here on Community Focus, again, with Martin Nowinski from EcoLife. He's a technician with the aquaponics program there. Uh, Tell us about, you guys have a huge, I'm guessing it's probably the largest, 8,000-gallon aquaponics system. That's at your ranch in Escondido. You guys are a local company, which I love. Tell us about, about that. Is it the largest? Um, I, well, definitely not the largest. Uh, I'd say it's one of the largest in San Diego. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a, there's a great group called Solutions Farms. There's this, uh, there's much larger, but in San Diego, it's a, it's a pretty large system. And even in the, it's a pretty large system in general. Yeah. Uh, but there are, it's not the largest, but it, uh, 
it's it's a cool system um we uh we harvest about 85 pounds of uh produce a week and that goes wow. to uh it, they're called interfaith it's a uh, non-profit group and they good. they distribute that to uh to people that need it um oh good in escondido so it's it's really cool we have uh, volunteers and interns that work with me at the ranch there um and so that's a really cool program people um come and they i I teach them basically anything they want as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool. If anyone is interested in volunteering, uh, you can, you can find my email on the website, ecolifeconservation.org. And, uh, and you can, you can come work with me if you want to see a, a big aquaponics system in, in action. Volunteers are that it's a huge part of, uh, of eco life. And I, and I like that you guys really try and get people as involved as they want to be with what you guys are doing out there. Yeah. And, and even, uh, yesterday we were working on the Helix greenhouse in the, in the heat and I had, you know, five volunteers and we're out there sweating together and I, I just couldn't do it without our volunteers and interns. Well, I don't have AC and I'll tell you what, it's actually better going out there and doing stuff than sitting in your hot fa- uh, house with about 8,000 fans blowing on you. <laughs> it keeps your, it keeps your, uh, your mind off how bad it For is. Sure. So if you want to, if you want to volunteer, just go straight to the website and you can contact Martin that way. And uh, he'd be happy to have you. Also, there's some new developments with uh, your Mexico program, which actually is a whole different thing that EcoLife does in building some of these stoves. So tell us about the stoves you build in Mexico first, and then I'll get into some of the new the, the new additions that you were talking to me about. Sure. So, so EcoLife is uh, it was founded on the on the premise that you can't really have conservation unless you're involving people mm. in conservation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So sustainable agriculture is our kind of domestic program. Um, and then our other main program is in Mexico. And um, the uh, the monarch butterfly, um, they, they migrate to one forest with the same trees every year. And then over four generations, they fly up as far as Canada. Wow. From, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then, so two generations up and two generations back. That's crazy. Don't ask me how that works, um, but this is this is programmed into their DNA. So yeah. the monarch butterfly is is kind of a f- fragile species in a way, right? Because mm-hmm. it's this one location is responsible for all of those butterflies, and we're talking about I don't know the exact numbers, but millions and millions of butterflies. Okay, and uh, and that's where they all go. So one of EcoLife's uh, our founder Bill Toon is he's, he's great guy. Yeah, he's worked with the San Diego Zoo uh, for mm-hmm. 30 years and condor he, program there. And yeah, he basically saved the condors and you yeah. know, he's so he's focused on saving uh, these monarchs. One way we do it is through fuel efficient stoves um, because uh, the people that live around that forest where the monarchs are, mm-hmm. um, they they cook over a three stone fire and they you know are using wood for the, from yep. this forest yep. out of necessity so these stoves uh cut the amount of wood uh in over over half uh they, they're they're much more efficient and they also provide a chimney because so they're so they're nice. beneficial to the people because right now um they're people obviously think about having a fire inside how that's going to so how does that affect air pollution? I think that's what you're getting at. Well, it also affects air pollution. Um, it, it definitely cuts down on CO2 because you're burning less wood. Yep. Um, but it, it's using, uh, because it's using less wood, the forests are able to be preserved for the monarchs. And then because the chimney or because the stove has a chimney, um, there's, the smoke is going outside Instead rather staying than staying inside rather they're in their houses. So, 
um, you know, if you're, if you're having a fire inside, it's like you're smoking five packs a day. Yeah. Um, so people's pupils health down there is severely affected by this, but this is, uh, they, they've seen measurable health results down there, um, due to the stove program. Yep. And, uh, anyway, so the, uh, the stove program down there, we got a new truck. Uh, so, and we got, got some new people on board. So not as much back and forth for you. Now you can actually maybe do it in, in, in one trip. Yeah, they're able to uh, to kind of get everything in one trip, and because they're going way out in the forest uh, to to people's homes, that yeah, just uh, kind of in the middle of, uh, or off the beaten path, rather. Have you so, done one of those trips personally? Um, I haven't. Um, I was supposed to go uh, actually in uh, January, but um, I'm I'm having a kid in November, so I don't. Well, congr- as I don't a, think that's going to work out. <laughs> as a father of two boys, congratulations! That's 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 excellent. Thanks. Well, the the stove program is is something that is also pe- if people want to volunteer for this, they can volunteer for for this as well straight through the website uh, again, right? Yep. Yeah. Any uh, if you know if you we'll take any uh, volunteer, not any volunteers, but but if you there are standards, there are standards. All- <laughs> uh, if you're if you're interested in helping, uh, we can we can usually find a way to uh, to utilize your skills. Um, there's always something to be done, you know. Another thing I want to point out too, we don't talk about it too much, but if you want to donate to Eco Life uh, because they are a 501c3. Uh, as much support as you can give, they would greatly appreciate that. Just go straight to the website. There's a donation tab on there, and you know whatever you feel compelled to give uh, would be a great thing. And I'm sure that Martin and the entire staff would appreciate that. The last thing I want to talk about, and we st- we have some time, we're not almost out of time, but uh, I want to make sure we get to it, is the big gala. You guys have it every year on November 4th. And this is a huge fundraiser for you guys. So Martin, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is a, it's a really cool event. Um, it it does fund our program for most of the year. Uh, one thing about donating to Ecolife too is that our our uh, board of directors um, has covered our administrative expenses. Okay. So your donations go to the programs. Um, unlike with a lot of nonprofits, you know, it's going to, to different uh, different aspects to keep the this goes straight to the this goes straight to the program so that's that's one very cool thing about uh, any donations you make so we have this uh, gala it's going to be at a restaurant called Ventana in Escondido okay it's in the uh, Lexus uh, dealership it's a super nice restaurant you're out there you're buying a car just mm, stop by (laughs) yeah you know know. if you're just picking up a Lexus Um, it, so it's, it's going to be a super fun event. We have, uh, bands and, and a uh, really nice dinner and, um, really cool. If, uh, if you have, if, if you have a company and you want to donate anything to the gala, uh, we are, you know, we have a, uh, we have a bunch of auctions and items that people have donated. And so those get bid on and get, uh, get some good exposure. If you want to buy tickets, uh, we're not going to ram this down your throat, but I'm going to put the information out there. 501auctions.com and forward slash eco life that's where you're going to want to go 501auctions.com forward slash eco life that's where you get your tickets and it's a, this is their big event and whether you're going to donate make a donation uh whether it's financial or whether you have things that you want to actually donate to the actual auction to actually have money made off of that's great too go support them that's something awesome are uh, you, you going to be there this year martin i'll be there um and it's a, it's working for Eco Life is amazing. I mean, I, I feel really fortunate to work for a place where I, kn- I know we're doing good things and I can see the effect of what we're doing. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely cool. If, uh, if you want to volunteer with us, 
um, or you're interested in the gala, uh, check out ecolifeconservation.org and, uh, and, that, and that that's what I like about your company. That's why I've always I, I've had you guys on several times just to get updates and whatnot because, yeah, you guys have a passion for what you do, and that's great, and it really is. But what you guys do affects so much of what is around us all here in San Diego and then with some of your other programs abroad and beyond that. And it's just something that we need to be able to make people aware about and to teach these concepts and to be able to grow and learn new techniques. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's, it's fulfilling too. Um, if you, one thing, cool thing about aquaponics yeah. too, is you can do it in a, a lot more spaces than you can normal, uh, soil gardening. So, uh, if you, you know, in a really small space, like for instance, with our eco cycle, you can have a 20 gallon fish tank and you can grow a bunch of herbs or, or lettuce or, um, basil, whatever. And, um, you know, pull from it from your, for your kitchen and just yeah. have it right there. Whereas, uh, it's a little bit harder to do that that amount of plants in that amount of space. So you have, so. if you know, maybe you don't have a huge space. You know, some of us don't. And, you know, have a small home or whatever, and you want to maybe do something. Aquaponics is is something that's going to allow you to do that, and you could just have. You know, what's the smallest space you think you you could have, Martin, to be able to do something like aquapo- aquaponics? They have a. Uh, they have systems that are, you know, a couple gallons that I've okay. I've seen. I don't personally like those systems. Uh, I think they're I think they're kind of uh, setting people up for failure because a system that small is going to be very hard to maintain. It's not that you can't. It's okay, just, what about the smallest size for something that is actually going to work efficiently? I think twenty gallons is twenty about, gallons about the smallest okay. uh, you want to go. Gotcha. Um, and uh, but it's not that big, really. It uh, if it's in a 24 inch by 12 inch uh footprint and yeah that's still pretty it, small it's it's pretty small and then and it's good man having a fish tank uh is really a, a calming interactive I thing I you know watching oh yeah just watching fish swim for a few minutes will just it'll drop your cortisol you uh yeah. you just can kind of zone out your fish have different personalities you get to know them and yeah um and they're really they can be super entertaining and then on top of that you're you know you're growing food and kind of learning how this this you're basically cre- we're creating mini ecosystems yep uh, you know so well martin it has been great if people want to learn more they can Email you. It's M Nowinski. That's N I W I N S K I at ecolifeconservation.org. If you're not going to remember that, that's okay. Go straight to the website. The email is on the website. You can find them there. You can make donations through the website. You can volunteer through the website. It's ecolifeconservation.org. Martin, we're wrapping up. Anything else you want to tell the audience before we uh, wrap up this segment of Community Focus? Um, I, w- I would just encourage them to. Uh to check out aquaponics. I think that growing your own food is, is, uh, one of the best things you can do in your life. Honestly. Excellent. Well, Martin, it's been a pleasure. Uh, give Ecolife a call 760-740-1346 ecolifeconservation.org. We'll maybe have you back another time when you guys got, uh, more going on and more updates and it's been a pleasure, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Noah Dingley community focus. There's more coming up. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. 
we were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continue to push. I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. BFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines.